I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Matthew chapter 13 again, verses 51 and 52. Have you understood all these things? They answered him, yes. Therefore, he said to them, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom treasures new and old. He's just given the parable of the sower, and he explained the parable of the sower. That he would give parables was a fulfillment of Isaiah 6. He gives the parable of the wheat and the weeds. He gives the parable of the treasure buried in the field, the parable of the pearl of great price, the parable of the, uh, of the net, the parable of the, of the storehouse of truth. And then he asks them, look, have you understood all these things? They answered him, yes. Oh, excuse me, this is the storehouse of truth. Here's what's remarkable about that. His uneducated disciples evidence themselves to have open eyes and open ears, evidently to some extent because they say yes, they understand the parables. And the fact that they understand the parables, albeit imperfectly because they even, they'll have things explained to them at times, they, they say yes. Jesus says, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom treasures new and old. So his disciples get it. These crowds of people who have been following him and among whom he has been healing, right? That they look at they they say like earlier in chapter 13, this is the the son of this is the son of David. All right? Uh his his more in a more intimate sense, he's meeting with his disciples here. That's uh, that's the one to whom he uh explains the parable of the wheat and the weeds uh, that he that he teaches the parable of the hidden treasure and the priceless pearl and the parable of the net that these disciples man they were not teachers of the law but every teacher of the law who did get it would now be able to explain the goodness of god in the old testament and the new every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom Treasures new and old. <clears throat> it's a beautiful way to present it. And it's in stark contrast with a similar parable that Jesus gave earlier in Matthew, saying that you cannot put new wine into old wineskins because it would cause them to burst. The Pharisees' wineskin, the Pharisees' theology and their teaching, could not contain the gospel of Jesus Christ. They, they didn't understand how it would work. Jesus' teaching disrupted their legalism. But this one, this teacher of the law, who does have ears to hear and eyes to see, think Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, or eventually Saul of Tarsus, <clears throat> these guys bring out the storeroom treasures both new and old. Among popular teachings, there's a bit of a trend to favor, uh, uh, to favor teaching of New Testament texts to the neglect of Old Testament books. The JCM book-by-book book plan goes through every book of the Bible, including the Old Testament books. In fact, that's our next series. And this trend among teachers and among pastors comes from the thought that why do we teach the Old Testament? We're no longer bound by uh, Old Testament ceremonial law, for example. We're no longer under the Old Testament sacrificial system. Christ has fulfilled the law. So just teach the New Testament. That's what's pertinent. And while I agree, we understand the gospel because of the New Testament, this is a description of someone who's able to bring out the goodness of the Old Testament along with the teachings of the New Testament.
It's not like we do away with the Old Testament. We don't discard it, okay? Rather, we can unpack these treasures and say, like, look at how God built the foundation for the New Testament. Look at this. This, is, this even happens in the New Testament. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, there's this list of Old Testament figures, and that's a New Testament book. They're lifted up as examples of great faith, and they're all Old Testament people. This is a New Testament. That's an example. The author of Hebrews, whom I think very well could be Apollos, uh, who would teach Old Testament law and who did understand the goodness of God and, and the kingdom of heaven. He is exa- he's given an example, especially if he's the author of Hebrews, of treasures from the storeroom. These things have been around for a long time. These Old Testament teachings have existed for thousands of years. Let me show you how God built the foundation that sits at the foot of the cross whereby our sins are atoned for. It's a beautiful illustration. New teachings from the New Covenant and old teachings. I'm amazed over and over again how this approach to even evangelism and apologetics comes in handy as modern-day skeptics of Christianity, when they try to articulate the gospel, end up articulating legalism. They describe describe a pharisaical legalism. And so the book of Hebrews is tailor-made. It's perfect for addressing that very need. Be like the teacher of the law who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven and bring out treasures from the storehouse, all right? Take them through Isaiah and say, this was prophesied of old. And then take them here to Matthew and say, this is fulfilled here. Treasures new and old. I've watched God use this to convert the hearts of those who are far from him. He can do it in the lives of your coworkers, your family members, your kids, your neighbors. Try it.